Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a fantastic show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who ride and those who inspire to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, and we have some sponsors, Deb, would like to acknowledge. Today's show sponsor is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, and seats in the saddle, then hang on and let's get rolling. All right. Well, let's get the show started. We actually have a fantastic show lined up for you today. We do want to announce that we did have planned an interview with an attorney, but unfortunately, he had some things come up. More about that in a minute. But what we want to do right now is we want to go right to Dutch Van Alsten's Raw and Unapologetic. And go ahead and introduce Dutch, Deb. Dutch is the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the series of his Life Behind Bars book series. Now you will hear he is in the middle of getting book number two ramped up, ready to roll. And so you want to be sure and stay tuned because he is a phenomenal author. But now it's on to Dutch. Let's turn it over to Dutch in raw and unapologetic. Tis I, lover of motorcycles, eater of barbecue ribs, and all-around swell guy, speaking with my two usual co-hosts, Eloquence and Grace. And again, we speak from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the penthouse, aren't you impressed, on the sun coast of Florida. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Light Behind Bars book series, and I am raw and unapologetic. Uh, Of course, as I've said before, I am also the author of the soon-to-be-published book number two of the Light Behind Bars book series, Rebellious Youth, the Story of the Lost Child. I am getting ready um, to send Rebellious Youth to the editor, uh, I'm synthesizing. Synth- let me try that word again. Synthesizing. Synth- that just means processing things in my brain. Okay. Synthesizing my final beta reader's uh, input and correcting my work accordingly. He gave me a lot of good insight into it. A lot of stuff you miss as a writer when you're writing it yourself because you know what you're trying to say, but you remember you have an audience who's going to be reading it and they don't always know what you're trying to say. So I, I appreciate uh, Joe laying that at, at my feet. Uh, I, I really got myself wrapped up in this book quite a bit. Um, the character Elf, uh, it, it's short for John Elfman, stirred up a lot in me. Um, as I said in past commentaries, Elf is a very unique individual with a lot of complexities um, that I guarantee you the reader will not fully understand and, until the very last page. I, that much I can promise you. Uh, little known secret, but I spent a great deal of time uh, alone as a kid. And really up through it, including today. You know, well, you were in an MC all that time. How could you be alone? I'm talking collectively over time. I've been that loner type guy, and it's not this idealistic, whimsical, Hollywood-esque type thing that you think it is. But realistically, from probably age 10 or 11, I spent most days by myself. Uh, And it's ironic to, to a point that I speak to you today from the radio, because when I was a lad about the this high, uh, my hand is about three feet off the ground in a prone position right now. Can you see it? Visualize it? Hmm? Uh, anyway, when I was a knee-high to a grasshopper, I had a cassette tape recorder. And I used to pretend, believe it or not, I was on the radio. Seriously. The station I made up, the uh, call and call letters, not call numbers. I never had numbers. Uh, but the station was WKMM. And the K and the Ms were uh, from the initials of some of the characters that I made up. Uh <laughs> TV theme songs were my records that I used to play, you know. And now, Laverne and Shirley. And then I would applaud at the end. I mean, it was just, again, 
I know, odd. Uh, and I would I would banter to myself in differing personas, you know. So I, I can't tell you what a lark it is to be on the radio for real today. Uh, I, I really am killing any kind of leverage for salary at, at any point down the road, aren't I? Uh, when this show and network take off, and they will, I, I will have my agent Bubbles negotiate a contract, and the response will be, uh, Bull Crunchies, you love being on the radio, now keep doing it, followed by a slam of the door. Uh, I digress, as I often do. Uh, I stayed by myself a lot. I want to say, as a boy, I played with myself, but I know what some of you perverts will say. Ha! Dutch played with himself as a boy. But you get my point, you perpetual junior high knuckleheads. Uh, I always had a motorcycle. Most kids didn't. So I did always have kids wanting to ride it, but primarily I rode alone. I still do. Uh, my brother was five years older than me. Well, he still is, mathematically. Uh, so he rode with his friends. Uh, he was really into motocross back then, as was I, but he doesn't ride. He didn't want to ride with me. I was, you know, 12 at the time. Uh, and he didn't particularly care for me much anyway. He still doesn't. <laughs> Let's see who he calls if he ever needs a kidney. Hmm? Need that kidney, dear brother? Well, uh, my father had a road bike, so I couldn't ride with him, as did my mom. Uh, at one point, all five of us had motorcycles, but, alas, nobody wanted to ride with poor old Dutch. But reflecting back on Elf uh, from Rebellious Youth drudged up all those memories as a kid, and it reminded me of times I don't always like to recall. Even when you're writing fiction, okay, it's not a biography, but if you do it correctly, it comes from within, what you're writing comes from within, and it processes a whole host of things in the corners of your mind that you forgot were even there. Uh, I know people thrive on that. I'm a loner because it sounds cool, especially in us men, you know, that quintessential loner. There's something rugged about that uh, character. Uh, I've come to learn there's a difference between being conditioned to be a loner and wanting it. And at this stage in the game, it's just my comfort zone. It, it's a bit... Uh, paradoxical because if you ever met me out in public I'm a huge extrovert I thrive off the energy of the crowd and laughing and such uh, but when I wrote about Elf I, I can only say in layman's terms that he is a weird guy uh, the people who have been my beta readers will testify to that he's a weird character he's a weird guy the reader I guarantee is gonna struggle with trying to compartmentalize him into this neat little package. Uh, I had a girlfriend once. Well, I had several girlfriends over the years. Some imaginary, but most were the flesh-covered kind. And and I had one uh, in particular that made certain that I knew she thought I was weird, for lack of a better word. Uh, she was masterful. I mean, masterful at making me know I was not normal. And yeah, that's true. And I've come to accept that over the years. I'm either much too advanced for this society, or, more likely, a throwback from a long-forgotten civilization whose time has come and gone generations ago, stuck here in 2020. I mean, I guess I could be stuck here in 1920 when Prohibition was in full force in America. So I guess I should consider myself lucky. Uh, I contemplated a lot of this all weekend as I was writing. For those of you who don't know, part of my weirdness that I can prove is the fact that I have not one, not two, not three, not four, take a deep breath, but five dogs. Two are rescues from a shelter and the other three were strays. And like any old school loyal man, I, I love them all. But my sort of favorite one had to go to the vet Saturday. And the vet pretty much told me to just keep her happy. We have no idea how old she is. I, I found her five years ago, and they estimated her to be approximately 10 at the time. So unless you learn math under Common Core, or that old base 10 crap from the 70s, that makes her 15. Well, that's toward the end for a dog. The vet didn't even give her her yearly injections. He, he essentially told me she's just wearing down. Uh, and again, I recalled my youth where my pets and my motorcycle were all I had. And, and fast forward to today, where so much has changed, but nothing has changed. 
So I, I took the opportunity Saturday after feeding all the dogs a roaster chicken to set up on my two-wheeled Xanadu. There's the word of the day for you. I rode east, which is very serene here in the state of Florida. Uh, I live over, again, on the Sun Coast, and the West Coast is the, well, West Coast, Oceanside. Um, but it's a long, lonely, two-lane highway that will eventually lead you to the Western Coast. But until then, you have well over 100 miles of just peace and serenity on the road. And that is what I did Saturday. Saturday belonged to me and the wind alone with my thoughts and it felt great and um, if writing doesn't do that for you then I'm telling you you are doing it all wrong no matter how life goes I'll always have that I'll always have my own self-created life from behind the bars and nobody's ever going to take that away from me Okay, I, I'm not gonna have. Am I gonna have time for a letter? Bubbles, no. Get out your. Yeah, I know you don't wear a watch. Okay, what? All right, coffee. Yeah. All right. She's cutting her. She's putting her finger across the neck there. I guess to say, cut the time off. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I got my headphones on. You can talk to me through the headphones. All right. I guess we're going to call it a day. I'm going to listen to the producer of the show here, Bubbles, or producer of my segment, I should say. Uh, I am tired this week. I really am. Uh, jogging five miles a day exhausts you, so I've heard. Uh, the truth is, if you ever see me out jogging, please, for the love of God, shoot whatever's chasing me. All right? Put, just don't let me keep running because I'm a heart attack waiting to happen. Um... Bubbles put pumpkin spice in my coffee again, didn't you? No, nobody does. Pumpkin this and pumpkin that is the most brilliantly marketed product since TV dinners burst onto the scene. It tastes terrible. Nobody really likes it. And yet, I tell you, if you put pumpkin in front of fried broccoli and you'll sell out in an hour, I, I don't get it. Please, all right? Just a cup of coffee, all right? I'm in one of those moods, clearly. Oh, for God's sakes, don't cry, okay? <sighs> okay. Bubbles, I appreciate and value you. You bring positive aspects to my life. Can you tell she and I have been going to couples therapy? I pay some shrink $200 an hour to be told I'm garbage and mean to Bubbles. I think Chuck and Deb might need to come up with a good health plan for me that covers psychiatric visits and prescription bourbon. So, as I said, I'm calling it a day. If you want your question read on the air, even though I didn't get to one today, private message me at my website. Just get your message to me, and I will send you an autographed copy of my book. And enough of the hate mail, okay? If I triggered some of you in any way, Big Dutchie is sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That's what I say to my dog when she gets all angry and anxious. Please don't forget to hit like on my Life Behind Bars book series Facebook page. All those words together. Uh, visit my website, www.dutchvanolson.com. Take a look at my book. Uh, sign up for my newsletter. And again, I'm only asking for an email. I'm not selling your data to anybody, I promise. Uh, please hit like on Biker Life Radio, uh, on Chuck and Deb's show. And um, we've been talking about some upcoming events. I know Chuck and I are going to Leesburg we will be working a lot with uh, recording and talking with people and such. And we will be drinking occasionally. Or maybe I have that backwards. I don't believe Deb will be there, which leaves two really big children unsupervised. So to surmise what will occur is about pointless. So until next week, folks, remember, we tell ourselves drinking eight glasses of water a day is impossible. Yet... Nine beers and six shots of bourbon go down faster than a fat kid on a seesaw. And from my despondent brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch signing off. Okay, so I just need to clarify one thing in Dutch's segment. He said that Leesburg was going to be the guy's trip. 
Yeah, that's true. So you're saying it's not? It's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's still in the studio with us? That's pretty cool. Thank you, Dutch, for hanging out and being in the studio with us. We love that. So I do have to break the news. Since you're here, it is no longer just the guy's weekend away. Well, I don't know about that. We haven't invited her, have we, Dutch? No, but we will be glad to have her come along with us, <laughs> Chuck. Oh, jeez. You know who's... Well, anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that will be swell, having a chaperone. I mean, having Dutch. There. <laughs> well, it'll be a good time. We know how we all work together, and that just is cool. So it'll be a fun time of getting out there, talking to bikers, and having a blast. I had a lot of things lined up, Dutch, that you know she wouldn't approve of. Well, I'll have to call that certain company that we lined up for us for entertainment and make sure to tell them. Maybe we can get our money back. I don't know. Uh, I sure hope so. I'm because, glad we used yeah. your credit card, not mine. Use the coronavirus excuse. It works for everybody. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's why yes. you're not going anywhere because of the big, huge uh, threat of the coronavirus on cruise ships because you'd planned on taking a cruise with your uh, mother and sister. Is that right? That's right. It was going to be a girls weekend trip away on the cruise ship and sure Sure enough, guess what? The state of Florida said, wait, don't get on cruise ships. So, Okay, was it the state that said? I think they did. You're right. I think it was the state that came through with that. So, you know, safety warning or something. Got to heed the warning. Just got to be cautious because they would be traveling from out of state as well. So there's airplanes and travel. Especially for those who had uh, pre-existing conditions or whatnot. Respiratory issues. Yes. And so there is a family member that has that. So I don't want to call them out by name. But, Uh, yeah, they... They uh, struggle with some of that stuff, and I don't want them to have any unnecessary issues. So all because of the coronavirus, it spoiled our Leesburg trip. So the coronavirus is just doing more damage every single day, isn't it? It just keeps on going and going. It's going to just... I'm saying bring it on. I get to do a bike trip now. I'm excited. You're really having to control yourself, huh, Dutch? I'm thrilled that we're going to be chaperones. (laughs) I really am. Well, maybe we might be able to get more along the trip with us. Maybe we'll expand the trip then. And the truth is the three of us have a whole bunch of fun. We, oh, there's as, no doubt as about we it. learned at Thunder by the Bay. That's yep. right. That way, actually, now, actually, it does work out a little bit better, Dutch. We really don't have to do much work. Deg can do it all. Valid point. I didn't you know, even think of like that. You know, like Thunder by the Bay. <laughs> Bay. We, could just, we could just play stupid, and we don't know how to do this, we don't know how to do that, and she'll just... That's know. right, and let her just take care of business. Wow. Fortunately, I don't have to play stupid. It just comes naturally to me, so... <laughs> You guys keep me on my toes, that's for sure. So, yeah, it'll be a great time. There are a couple things that I want to make sure that we talk about since we do have Dutch in the studio with us. Okie dokie. Is that we kind of um, (laughs) left it go because last Friday was a pretty big anniversary for us. It was actually our one-year anniversary on the radio as... I don't know. It's weird because we started off as the Chuck and Deb show and migrated to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb and now with Dutch doing a segment every single week. So it's grown and it's expanded. But I think it's a pretty big deal to say that we've been on the radio now for a year. Four years. And it's absolutely great. Yeah, Yeah, it's great that we've got Dutch on board with us now. But I want to take a step back because... A lot of people may not know that have joined us that when we did our very first radio show, (laughs) it was a complete disaster. (laughs) It was horrible. Most people would not have even gone to To the second one after what happened to us. So here we are in the studio. It's our first time in there trying to figure out all all the equipment. And the mics don't work. My mic doesn't. That's right. Work. And Deb is supposed to take over the show, you know, just like she always does. She, you know, she she's the brains behind the business, right? Or at least the talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had it all set up that she was supposed to lead and she was going to talk and she was going to do all this stuff. And I was going to fly by the seat of my pants like I always like do. Like you do, yes. Her mic went out. And the the uh, the station manager was there, and he came in, and he tried to fix stuff, and you hear the the booms banging, and the and I'm trying to uh, 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 <laughs> and I'm trying to try to figure out what to do, what to say, while all this commotion is going on around me. Right, and it, it was just it was just horrible. I mean, it was the worst thing you could possibly imagine for your debut. Right. And seriously, it was the worst. That's right. So yeah, I don't know if it was fifty. It felt like a full long hour of. <laughs> 
chaos. I know that we kind of simmered things out maybe after 15 minutes, but it was chaotic. Oh, I mean, the boy. station manager was stretching over both of us trying to make sure all the connections work. I'm trying to get over and speak in your mic so that we at least had something going on. <laughs> it, it was, was crazy. It was a mess. It was just unreal. And it, you really do have to think about it. Really, you guys kept doing it after that? <laughs> right. <laughs> because it was, it was horrible. It was. It was and and uh, in a way, thank goodness there wasn't a recording of it, though I wish there were right. so that we could say, hey, people, let's play the show for you when we first started and how you thought we were bad now. <laughs> if you think we're bad now, you would have to hear us then, but yeah. it was a mess. So so here we are, yes, a full whole year later. Uh, Dutch is with us and a lot of great things happen and we're having so much fun. We're getting out, meeting new people, having a lot of fun times. And the thing is, the future is bright for us. Absolutely. The future is huge. The future is f- huge for our listeners and for what's coming down the pike. So we just want to encourage everybody to stay with us. If you thought this year was something, then the next year is going to be even better and even more. It's going to be great things coming. Absolutely right. So we're going to have a great show. So enough of that celebration. We'll make sure that everybody toasts with us at the next event we go to. Um, Come out and say hello. We'll let you know where we are. Besides Leesburg, we've got a couple of things in the works. Nothing really nailed down quite yet, but we do have a couple of bike nights that we'll probably be making sure that we get out to and visit and be sure and come say hello to us. Fantastic. So, you know, I want to just kind of shift gears because you know, we are all on social media like so many people out there in the world. And, you know, it can be such a controversial world that we live in. You can say one thing that turns someone or a belief or a value of someone, and all of a sudden there's this huge explosion on social media. And, you know, I just want to address that because Dutch was doing some education, in my opinion. It was about educating people about Florida laws and what we're required to do as bikers and or not. And it just kind of got crazy for a few minutes, and then it was just like, let's just all, you know, walk away. Well, Dutch... I, I'm just surprised that usually usually controversy comes with passion for something deeply held. I don't understand what we were talking about was so innocuous. I don't know how it could rise to the level of getting anybody angry. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a step back. I was going to say, about yeah, let's we, really like fill our listener, listeners in on what the topic was. And it was simply <clears throat> about insurance requirements in the state of Florida for motorcyclists. If yeah, I recall. And we were going to have an attorney online, as I mentioned earlier in the show, but unfortunately, uh, Pat had to go to Tallahassee. One of his clients was being executed at noon, apparently, and he had to file a brief before then. So, Oh, oh wow. so, so, so serious business. So he, he, he wasn't able to, to make it here. Unfortunately, no, he's, he's just, a very very busy man and it's hard for a lawyer sometimes to nail down his schedule that far in advance and he had something come up and he was uh, begrudgingly had to bail out on us at the last minute but he has said he's going to reschedule right we will get him on the show to really talk about many of these things that quite honestly i have found in the years that i've been writing and it's not been a whole bunch it's just been 12 years about that i've been a writer but ever since i started writing this has always been a controversial conversation with bikers and and i don't understand why so let's like get back to that insurance concept because you know well, i think as we have learned from what dutch was sharing is that let Dutch talk, talk about well, what yeah. he initially started to share. The conversation just started with, they were talking about Daytona and all the heavy police influence. And somebody had mentioned they were pulling people over and checking for insurance. And all I said was that that just didn't make sense because you're not really required to carry insurance as you are like an automobile in the state of Florida. And, they, and when police pull you over, originally they will not ask for your insurance. They'll ask for your license, your registration. And somebody got a little bit upset and said that that was incorrect. And I was just trying to explain to this person that the automobile insurance, regardless of who you are, you have to have liability insurance in the state of Florida under a motorcycle. It is nuanced just a little bit differently. You are liable if something happens and you can be held with criminal sanctions. You could lose your license, et cetera, but you are not required to carry this little Geico insurance card for your motorcycle. When you go to register your motorcycle, they don't even ask. That was my only point I was trying to make, and it, it ruffled up some feathers. So, 
And let's let's. I think we all agree on this here. We all agree that insurance is very important. It's important. Not right. one of us in the studio today is saying do not carry insurance. Correct. That is not the point. Matter of fact, we all have insurance on our bikes. We encourage you to make sure that you have the proper coverages on your bike. Correct. Okay. So we're we're not saying don't have insurance or don't get it. That's not what we're talking about here. Or that you have to. And so the reality is, is if you go register your car in the state of Florida, they ask you to provide proof of insurance. If you go register a motorcycle, they never ask that question. That's the fact. Yeah? You're not required to have it. It's, it. It is a really strange law because it's one of those where you're not really required to have it, but if you have an accident, they're going to be angry with you that you didn't have it. You have to, you're going to be financially liable. If you get an accident and you don't have insurance and you can just open up your checkbook and pay it, they don't care. They're not going to be upset that you didn't have insurance. It's it's all about leaving somebody financially destitute because of your actions, which goes back to what Chuck was saying is who wouldn't have insurance? Right. Right. I have three motorcycles. They're all fully insured. I would never discourage anybody from doing that. But the whole conversation started with just uh, talking about, again, the aggressive police presence and why they were pulling people over. And I was simply making a statement that. When they pull you over, it has to be for an initial cause, a red light, something like that. And even when they do, they do not check your liability insurance. The helmet law, I know, is different. However, that, again, is a secondary offense in the state of Florida. You can't get pulled over and then say, we want to see your, your, we want to see your health insurance for, for not wearing a helmet. Because Deb can probably clarify that a little better. You need X amount of dollars, I believe, for... Yes. Um, what the state statute says is you have to at least have $10,000 in medical benefits for injuries occurred as a result of a crash while operating or riding on a motorcycle. And they even are so specific in the state guidelines as saying an HMO, Blue Cross, or other health insurance card. So you've, we've got to have some proof that you can pay and have the ability, you have to be over 21 even to ride without a helmet. So those are the requirements that come out of, and I, and I hand this out in all of my ca- classes that I teach because people need to understand the the facts of how it is. I'm not going to go give a story of someone that had a horrible accident and couldn't pay and or someone else couldn't pay on their behalf. So those are the facts. It's right here when the Florida statute 316.21, if anyone wants to know the numbers specifically. So... I'm reading it straight from their guidelines. And, and the point I was trying to make, I'm sorry, Chuck, the point I was trying to make was that, again, in Florida, it's called a secondary offense. It's not an initial reason to pull somebody over. They have to have violated some other traffic law. And then they could say, oh, you're not wearing a helmet. I also need to see your health insurance. But they are precluded in the state of Florida from pulling you over just to verify that you have health insurance for not wearing a helmet. They are precluded from just pulling you over just to check anything. You can't just pull people over randomly to check driver's license, registrations, or anything like that. Mm. And I think that's that's pretty clear. And I'm glad that you have opened up this kind of Pandora's box and opened the conversation because it is so controversial. And so, you know, I've had people say, I don't have to have insurance on the motorcycle. You're absolutely right. But what about an accident? What are you going to do then? And that is why it is wise to have insurance. Yes, it is. I mean, to repeat what you were saying, nobody's saying not to have insurance. We're just mm-hmm. saying there's a difference between making something. So what I'm looking for, help me out. Making something mandatory. Mandatory. Thank yes. you. See, this is why you keep her around. That's right. All right? And and it, it, it's not the same thing as not agreeing with it. You know. Right. Yeah. It's a difference between required and an option for your own benefit. And that's kind of what, if there's an accident involved, that's really what it's about. And, and that's why it's not required because you can sort of opt, not necessarily opt out, but you can do the financial responsibility thing, the, the form, what's it called? It was a certificate or something. You just have to be able to be financially able right. to take care of it if you get involved in an accident. And this would be the way to, to distinguish between the two. Every single person in the state of Florida has to have auto insurance. But if you can afford it, 
to get the certificate, then you don't have to have motorcycle insurance. It really is kind of just as simple as that. Right. That was the only point I think that was trying to be made last night. That, that might have got lost a little bit. Yeah. Right. Kind of in that confusion. It's that self, self-insured if you have the abilities. So it's making us be financially responsible human beings because we're doing this kind of risky thing called riding a motorcycle is what yeah. my thought process is. And we should. Again, we, we can't emphasize enough. Keep, get insurance. Keep insurance on your bike. Right. You know, it's going to be best for you. Also, make sure you're protected so that if you do end up in the hospital, that you're going to be able to have the bills paid for and things like that. So, uh, you know, there's also something in regards to uh, health insurance, right? So if you have you have to have a certain amount of health insurance right, as that, well. That $10,000 of okay. medical benefits. So if you don't carry that on your... Um, motorcycle insurance, then you do have to have it in a, some some form of health insurance. Yeah, and let's go back again, okay? Because we can beat this to death, like a you know, what's it called? Beat it to death, like a beat a dead horse. There you go. Thank you. Poor horse. So, <laughs> yeah, poor horse. Why would somebody do that? Anyway, uh, you know, that's not really what this whole topic was brought up. You know, it wasn't necessarily to talk about what insurance coverages are required or any of that kind of thing. You were trying to make a valid point, and that's why we're going to have a path the uh, criminal attorney on here with us so that he could he could tell us a little bit about our rights correct and that's what a lot of a lot of people don't understand your basic rights in a vehicle traffic circumstance a lot of people think you can just be pulled over just to have your license checked uh, i don't want to start going down this whole road but there's a case delaware versus prouse where the supreme court ruled uh, no law enforcement can just randomly pull people over and say, I just need to see if you have a driver's license. They can do driver's license checks. However, you have to do them for a certain time and you have to do it for everybody. You can't just randomly pick somebody out. It's called a pre, it was called a, a pretext stop, which was police were coming up with fake reasons to pull you over. They would follow you saying, I want to pull this person over. And they would just wait for you to maybe move over to the yellow line or just or just say that you were swerving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, that was called a pretext stop. That means I wanted to stop you to begin with just to check your license. Mm. But I came up with an excuse to pull you over. That, too, is illegal. That was the only point I was trying to make. This People were talking about in Daytona that they were getting pulled over for all sorts of things that I just have a hard time believing was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is a pretty big motorcycle season for us here in our local area. There is obviously Daytona and Bike Weeks happening right now. Leesburg's happening next month. I mean, in our state right now, it's a pretty big riding season. And so when you've got congregations of motorcyclists and law enforcement trying to do what they do by protecting us, you know, sometimes we can feel like if we're not following the law the right way, we're being picked on. And handlebars is always another conversation. <laughs> not that we want Every to go there. Year it comes up. It comes up every year, especially in our house, because there is somebody that has a little bit of a high bar on their motorcycle. Not going to mention names, Chuck, but you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, can you just get pulled over for your handlebars as well? And somebody was talking on Facebook the other day that, yes, in Daytona, they have traps. But again, the the idea is, I wonder, Dutch, if it's because everybody's filtering through the same checkpoint, kind of like what you'd mentioned. And if you're over the limit, then yes, you get ticketed or fined or whatever they do. I don't even know. Checkpoints are perfectly legal. What they can't do is just individually and randomly pick somebody for that. Okay. And you can check. The only time you can do that is, and I shouldn't say randomly, the only time you can check an individual's handlebars is if you pull him or her over for another reason light out something like that and then you could check to see if they've modified their handlebars their exhaust things like that okay and that's a great point yeah it is and you know i'm I'm just sort of you know i always get the big handlebar things because it's always brought up it always seems like and it always comes up for daytona and i've been to daytona several times with my high bars actually and i've i've never had a problem but i'm knocking on wood that's okay. for Micah, Chuck. <laughs> for Micah, okay. But I'm knocking on something. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That was, knock, does that work for head. you, Dutch? Much better. He's knocking on his little wooden head. Yeah. But I. But every time that somebody sparks that question, I always get a little bit par- paranoid. And I wonder, should I take my bike there or not? Right. And uh, But yeah, it's always that. Every year, I think it's always that about the handlebars. And I, I've never heard of anybody actually gotten it done. But every year, I hear about 
they're pulling there people over because of it. There could be stuff happening, right? Things to caution that's happening out there. And, you know, everybody has a different view of that. But you're right. I've never seen and or heard another biker that's been pulled over and cited for that um, other than what I heard yesterday on Facebook. We're going to get all sorts of comments on Facebook now about this, which is good. That's right. Tell us if you got pulled over. I want to hear. Tell us if you got a ticket about, you know, your bars being too high. I'd like to know all about it. And it, it would be, I'm sorry. It would be yeah. interesting to know the whole sequence of events, what led up to your ticket. Yes, that's, that's I a good agree idea. with that too. So yeah, I want to get the full story, not just that that cop had it out for me because of my bars, you know, were you drinking? Were you doing this? What other things precluded and, uh, you know, predisposition the idea of that pullover? So. Right. And yep. in a traffic stop, a lot of people don't seem to understand that traffic stop is very limited to what they can even ask because you'll always hear people say, well, the police will usually ask, where are you going? Where are you coming from? You you don't not have to answer that. That has nothing to do with the traffic stop. It's a strange question to me anyway. Well, it's an invasive question. I know people say, well, if I got nothing to hide, then I, it, I just, I don't ever cooperate beyond here's my license, here's my registration. You know, where I've been, where I'm coming from is, is irrelevant and matters not. And no, you can't search my motorcycle. You know, <laughs> you're not required to do any of these things during a traffic stop. But unfortunately, they don't tell you that when they pull you over. They make it. Look as though you don't have a choice. They won't come right out and say that because that's mm-hmm. blatantly illegal, but they will basically say, now you're not going to have a problem if I search your motorcycle, right? <laughs> that's when you say, no, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. That, you know, that is not a reason to go get a warrant to search your motorcycle just because you don't want them to. But a lot of people don't understand that. They just kind of surrender their rights without even knowing what they're that they have them. That's it, another reason why I want to pat here. You exactly. can explain it better than I could. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Is that's why it's important to know your rights. And a lot of times, well, we're just not informed enough to know exactly what our rights are. So it would be good. We're going to make, you know, whether it's Pat or another attorney, we'll make sure that we get someone on the show here. That can that clarify can, all of yeah. this for everyone because it is kind of a gray area. I think we become, you know, this intimidating factor just because they are law enforcement and because we don't feel comfortable in what what are we knowing that what our rights are? We just submit. And, you know, what you're saying, Dutch, is that we don't have to if you know what your rights are. That and was I, very well said. Thank you. And I, I, she could have said that instead of what I rambled on about. No. <laughs> I just, and, and I think that's exactly the point and why it is important to educate and give that information out to the writing community. And we have gotten some education over the years. I remember some, some attorneys have talked to us. And it's like Dutch says, you do not have to answer a question. As a matter of fact, in my wallet, I have a card that I would hand the officer that would tell him exactly what is is going on and that you can call my attorney if you have issues. I don't blame I should, I should grab that card. If I wish I had it on me. I I'm, wish you did too, and you could read it, because I, I know which one you're talking about. I used to have one of those as yep. well. So you can you know have these things available. It's just like carrying if you're carrying. You know, what do you do with your carry? Or are you supposed to notify the officer? No. But not should the, you? Not in the state of Florida. I wouldn't, because it just turns into a big mess. In the state of Florida, you are not required. They could say, do you have a gun with you? You do not. A lot of states do. A lot of states require you to say whether you have a gun with you or not. Mm-hmm. The state of Florida does not require you to answer that question. You can simply say, I don't have to answer that. Yeah. Sometimes they'll say, yes, you do. But the fact is you do you not don't. have to answer that. Right. Because I'm it just opens up a whole can of worms. And it's, let me see the weapon. And they're going to... Go right. through all that. I'm not going to do that. Well, that's yeah. interesting. And I, I want to make sure that we do get an attorney on that because I've always had it in my mind. And I think it was in our permit class. I was going to say, I think that the they, permit they, class. They, they told us to disclose it. So I always have my uh, my driver's license, that card, and my permit together. So I would pull that out, especially if I was carrying, and I would hand all that to the officer or the deputy, whoever it was. Right. And that's divulging stuff as we're learning. You don't have to give and do. So right. the interesting part of that is just knowing what right, our rights, rights are, are yeah. and what's and and the the whole thing here i think is the less you the say the better off you are and that's what we've learned years ago because the more you say the more that can be used against you absolutely they're, they're when they pull you over and ask you questions they're not really just trying to make small talk with you they are trying to build some sort of case in their mind and and i know and i know a lot of these pistol permit classes will say just turn your permit over but that's their recommendation mm-hmm. right. correct and a lot of people will say i just turn it over i just don't want the grief i just want the hassle neither do i but i just don't answer it at all yeah yeah and that's a great point so we will continue to work on getting pat or another attorney which we've already been reaching out to to come on the show so that we can really you know just lay all of these questions out from a legal expert and help us. i think it's a really really important topic that all our listeners need to know 
I think we all need to know. We need, we need to know here in this room. Obviously, Dutch has uh, probably gone, had enough experience on his own that he's he's learned the law in a, a different kind of way. Really? A in, in a different kind of way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have over the years, absolutely. <laughs> I think we've all been there some way or another. Getting, maybe, getting maybe pulled over us, is but. never a good thing with me. It just, it never... Yeah, very. I've I've had very few police over the years say, "Okay, yeah, no problem." I respect that. Most of them are very confrontational, and you know, why don't you just cooperate with me? I am cooperating with you. I'm giving you my license, <laughs> my registration. Right, and that brings up a good point because I think so many times when we feel like our rights are being offended, we get an attitude, and then that changes that whole dynamic in a completely different way too. So if we feel confident in the rights that we're representing as we're being asked for certain things, that's a whole different approach. I know what you're asking for, and I don't have to provide that. Here you go. That's a different approach than being a real jerk to an officer that you know really deserves some respect in many ways. And so it's just you know it's, just, it's how we approach the situation. Can, I think. Too. Can you ride with me and speak for me then? Because I can't seem to pull that <laughs> off very well. You did that so much more eloquently than I did. Well, I'm not in front of one, and I'm not being pulled over at the moment. So who knows if I would be that cool, calm, and collected if I was faced with that that situation. So. Well, it just does depend. You know, it's how you're approached. I would agree with that. If somebody's coming off, you know, like being a real jerk, well, your maybe natural defenses are to put up your defenses. And that's right. a good point. It really is how they approach me. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an excellent point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. You know. if, if they if they set the if they set the tone down, and it's already a de-escalated situation. I'm a lot less likely to get upset and right. angry right yeah. but I, there's nothing wrong with enforcing your rights or there really are no point in having them this is the exactly. argument i never Correct. understand about people at what point do you finally say i don't have to do that i mean if the police come to your door and say we just want to search your house are you going to say well i don't want to upset this guy so i'm just gonna let him search my house i got nothing to hide there's yeah. nothing wrong with using your rights that you are granted by the constitution there's that used to be in vogue. It doesn't seem to be as much. Right. Yeah. I remember you saying at one time, Dutch, um, you know, how people say, I have nothing to hide. Can you comment on that a little bit and what's oh. your thoughts on <laughs> around that? Because I found that very interesting. That started either from Rudolf Hess or or uh, the, the anyway, it came from the Nazis. That was the Nazis' logic in, in, in Germany when they used to come to the door and basically want to search your house for uh, uh, Jewish people that they wanted to round up. And if you didn't let them in, that was their logic. If you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to fear. And that's just absolute nonsense. It's a backwards logic. I don't have to prove that I have nothing to hide. You have to prove that I have something to hide. There's nothing Nothing good comes from letting anybody search your car, search your motorcycle. Nothing. You have nothing to gain and everything to lose, so why let them do it? Good point. That's a great point and good way to look at it. And in regards to that, it's sort of uh, brainwashed was what they did. If you have nothing to hide, you have no, you know, nothing to lose. Oh, conditioning, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And and we hear that. And actually, I have to be one to say that I actually felt that way, and I could actually hear myself saying those words because I feel that way. I, I really don't have anything to hide, but that's not the point, is it, Doug? It's not the point. And and there was a case. It's it's well humorous for us to talk about, not for the gentleman that went through it, but up in Orlando County, he was pulled over, and the in the Orlando County Sheriff said. Do you mind if we search your car? And he had the same logic. You know, I guess I got nothing to hide. They found, here's the ironic part, donut glaze in his car and said it was methamphetamine. Locked him up for 19 days until they retested it and found out it was, in fact, something that police should normally recognize, you would think. And (laughs) he'd already lost his job and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Why say, yes, you can search for, even if he, he had nothing to hide and an error happened and he lost a lot of, and he lost his job. Or he could have just said, no, you can't search my car. You're not being difficult or uncooperative when you exercise your rights. Your rights, exactly. Right. And and with that, we've got to take, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands on, learn by doing approach, a true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities financial aid available for those who qualify got a creative flair a passion for people a desire to be a leader in the fashion industry then call our tony and guy hairdressing academy in colorado springs colorado at 719-390-9898 again that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu 
To learn more about our school in Kurt Allen, Idaho call 208-930-1276 again that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdlene.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. Welcome back. One thing that Chuck was able to locate while we were on the break is the card that he had mentioned. So I just want to read that to you. We're actually part of a legal group called Legal Shield, and it says, Notice. If it is your intention to question, detain, or arrest me, or if you intend to remove my children from my custody or serve me with a warrant, please allow me to call my attorney immediately. So that takes a lot of that confrontation away just by presenting the card. And, you know, it can work either way. It can tick them off and uh, because they are actually telling them and giving this rather than having the courage to talk to them face to face. I don't know. It, it could go either way. So it's always a tricky thing. You just got to feel out the type of person that's um, approaching you and just make your best decision. Well, like I said, if I get pulled over, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling it out. I've got my driver's license, that card, my registration and insurance, and I give, you know, here's everything. <laughs> so And I'm, your insurance. And maybe not the permit. Yeah, I'll have to hear uh, an attorney's advice on that. Right. Because I want them to know, in a way, I want them to know I'm armed. Just so that nothing weird happens, but something might weird happen anyway, right, Dutch? I would think so. I don't know what <laughs> what what weird could happen if they don't know. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, because I'm I'm authorized to carry. Absolutely. So. No, I'm not doing anything illegal. Right. right. That's so. For sure. Anyway, I guess we talked about that quite a bit, but we will we will do with our very best. We apologize that the attorney wasn't able to make it today. He was uh, he had that big case, huh? That what, what was it? Oh, he had to run up same. to Tallahassee. One of those guys was getting executed. Yeah, that's crazy. And he filled the, out the wrong brief. That's pretty serious, <laughs> He man. forgot to dot the I and cross the T. They were just going to stick that needle in him anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, he, is, his, he was needed there much more than here, that's for sure. So we're glad. We're, we'll be glad to bring him back on board, I think, in the future when he has a few minutes. So. so we don't know where we're going, but I think I have a topic I want to bring up real quick. It's about Dutch's book that's about to come out. Okay. And since you're here, Dutch, I had an idea earlier that when you do get the book and when you do it, what we need to do is have a launch party or big party for you, some kind of event so that we can launch your book. I would be on board with that. With Absolutely. Book signing, whatever That's it right. is. So, you know, when that happens, we'll make plans and we'll make sure all our listeners know that you've got the second book coming out. So you want to tell everybody about the second book? Well, I try to. I mention in my in my segment. It's it's called Rebellious Youth: The Story of the Lost Child. It goes in a little bit of a different direction. It focuses around one main character, uh, John Elfman. Short short name is Elf. Um, it's That's sort still, of a pun in it, or something. Well, short name Elf. But it's it, 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 it's it's kind of written into the whole uh, into the dialogue where it's really nothing special. It's just truncated piece of his name okay. now, i actually mentioned this character in demons rising which i do plan on doing with every book kind of mention the next book title somewhere in, in the dialogue but it's um uh, it still talks about uh, life in a motorcycle club there's still i think deb used the term i like there's still action-packed and yes and all that kind of stuff it's it, it's going to be different though he's a definitely a different character like i described in my segment he's just weird and the reader really is not going to understand it until the very last word i promise you that so is elf the elf is he you no, no the, <laughs> digger wasn't me elf, although although i mean it, it did cheer up some emotions in me from over the years but no He's not me. Again, he's... When I read it, I'll decide whether it's you or not. Well, he's, he's probably what I ascribe to be. You know, he's young and better looking and a war veteran and all this good stuff. And then, and then he got me. Well, the thing of it is, is I figure him to be... Uh, <laughs> I figure him to be a tall slender person so, just, so he's not me well you know as you read you just based on the characters and the things you see them do I what I find when I read books is that I develop a, an image of that character and that's just the way I see Elf just from reading the book is that you know a tall slender lanky character um, but he does he's very diverse in his approach and there are times when I felt bad for him there are times when I 
I didn't love him, but I just, you know, he he kind of had coming what he had coming. And then there are other times I almost <laughs> felt sorry for the guy. So there are, it does stir up a lot of emotions, just his one character. And he's just, you know, out there in a whole bunch of different lives of the club and, you know, family life and everything else, too. So, you know, he's a normal kind of guy, I think, that many probably could relate to in some form or fashion. And the interesting thing is when you you said you visualize him like you do. I, I Intentionally, my, my main characters, I did the same thing with Digger. I did the same thing with Alf. I don't really ever describe him. I do a very, very basic, I think I described Alf as brown eyes, brown hair. Huh. I called him an attorney's wet dream, which just meant <laughs> there was nothing special about him. There was no, nothing that you could denote that, oh, he's, you know, seven foot eight or he's got a tattoo on his, on his forehead or anything like that. But I always like the reader to kind of, what you just described, that's excellently that you did that. Describe your only way of view, viewing him through the words that you read and the description you read of how he behaves and that conjures up an image in your mind. Right. So thank you for that. That's that's great. Well, it's just her way that. of substituting, you know, a character for me. You know, the what she described is totally opposite of me. <laughs> well, that's so I, I think saying. that's her fantasy or something. <laughs> oh, well, if she screams out Elf's name tonight, then <laughs> I would just go with it anyway. Just go with it. All it right. doesn't matter oh. who gets the credit. Oh. Elf, elf, elf. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're oh. a mess. So what if I just say, hey, you, and then it's like, doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm covered. Just Whatever. don't yell, mailman, mailman, mailman. <laughs> <laughs> we have no fun here whatsoever, do we? No, not at all. All right, well. What else? What else do we want to talk about? We've got a few minutes here. Um, anything that you hear from coming out of the Daytona Bike Week? I just wanted to see, you know, we trying to keep a little bit of a pulse, and I haven't really heard too much about it. Just the few of the images I've seen, it seems like the crowd's a little bit smaller than normal. It is the first week, so. That's true. A good point, yep. And there is the coronavirus. Oh, no, the coronavirus. Yeah. As you know, bikers are afraid of every little thing on the face of the earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> this one, Boy, that's this debunking is. the mystique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. goodness gracious so that's all i wanted to talk about too are some of the the bike events that are coming up now i know that um if i'm not mistaken next week nope the following week i don't know my dates are all mixed up but stottlemyers is the third thursday of the month uh, stottlemyers bike night with west coast Ford riders and the fourth um week there's actually a new bike night in town at yep. the bradenton wing house yeah we've been invited to go we've do that we've been invited Dutch? i didn't oh, even tell fantastic. us that yep, no, they, i didn't know that so a big shout out to who is it john Mike, actually, Mike? yep. We they they did a great job of sponsoring some of the donations that were given at, to Thunder by the Bay that we did the raffle for. And he reached back out to me earlier this week, last week, and this week, and wanted to make sure that we're invited to the bike night. And if we can't make it in March, he definitely wants to get us on their brochure for uh, the fourth Thursday of the month. Uh, Bradenton Wing House. And what was his name again? Mike. Mike at the Wing House in yep. Bradenton. That's right. And so do you know when that bike night is? It's the fourth Thursday of the month. Did you so already say that? The, the, the 26th you know, of March. I don't listen to everything you say. So. You don't listen to much that I say. So the fourth <laughs> Friday, Thursday. Fourth, you're getting me all mixed up now. The fourth Thursday of the month. So um, we've got to take a look at our calendar and see if we can sync it up and all of us go. Maybe I'm, I was thinking that maybe this, this go round we would actually ride down and then if we wanted to do something a little bit bigger coming in April than we could actually do the whole enchilada. They could bring the like Flintstone fun. bike and yeah, have, have a great a time. conversation starter. Absolutely Definitely. right. So, now, we'll isn't Winghouse the place where that one guy was stalking you and thought you were Brenda? <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yes, it was. But it was the it was one wing, in, in down the road. Well, yep. he may be going to all the Winghouses looking for you. Yeah, <laughs> now we got to watch out for the Brenda stuff. What's the spelling of Brenda? Brenda B R I N D A. <laughs> I see you. Oh, goodness. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, well, you are Brenda, so. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, it's about time for me to shave my beard. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a big pause from? there. Like, uh, well, I guess this isn't important to anybody but me, but. I didn't notice you had a beard until you pointed it out. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That is bad. But it's well, trimmed up nice. It's not like mine. It's mine just, this right? is called, I'm just really too lazy to shave. You've actually let it grow, haven't you? I've just been way too, too lazy. I let it grow. I just have been too lazy to shave. Yeah. Terrible. I can see that. Yeah, I see it. I noticed it. I, I'm a little bit stunned because the last time I had a beard, it came in a different color. Mm -hmm. Now it's... <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. honestly, that's why I think I'm going to shave mine. I'm tired of looking old. 
Well, you are old. <laughs> well, but we don't need to te- broadcast that, do I? <laughs> yes. I mean, well, the, no. the beard alone is going to say I'm old, Correct. I think. Correct, yeah. Just the facial hair. If you totally went, like, no hair on your face whatsoever, people might think you're 19. You know what? I just thought of something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In dog years. Yeah, yeah that, in dog years. <laughs> I just thought of something. Remember the challenge you took on? Oh, yes. Oh, man. I, I got to okay. stand back from the mic because I'm so excited. What challenge? I don't remember this. Ju- Justin from the Anna Maria oh, Oyster Bar. Oh, the challenge! Because Dutch was saying that they banned him, and I said, "Well, maybe Justin can get you uh, reinstated." Right. And he said, "Oh yeah, I can fix you up." And basically, I think what he said, Dutch, was somebody has a record: twenty-two fish, fish. and two sides, and a pitcher of beer, and all this stuff. Rookie stuff. Rookie, rookie <laughs> stuff. Rookie stuff. Yeah, I love it. So, so guess what? Dutch, Justin says, "Hey." Anytime he's ready. And then Justin even said he'd even throw some shots in, didn't How he? How many? <laughs> uh, you need to negotiate these details. You know what? No. I, I, I have to talk to him because I need to give him a heads up because you can drink a lot. Is that I, true? Is I that know true, Deb? And then as and, you and, and you don't, you actually, let me take that back. Sorry, Deb. You don't drink. You guzzle. It's almost like it's almost like you could probably drink if you took a gas pump and just put it in your mouth. That's like how you drink. You're still oh, remembering that time I drank that can of beer by the gas pump, aren't you? <laughs> yes, that and other things I've seen. It's well, amazing. Gosh. We all got to be good at something, right? That's right. This practice takes perfect. I've been practicing for decades. So here's the thing, though. Some of our listeners may not be in this area and know what we're talking okay. about. So there was a conversation about Anna Maria Oyster Bar based on, again, our drawing at Thunder by the Bay. Right. So we sent that gift certificate to Chris and Brittany as the winners, and they were, like, so thankful. And that's kind of how this Anna Marie Oyster Bar Challenge came up, because they do, on Monday nights, have all-you-can-eat fish. That's right. And And it's good stuff, too. if you haven't been there, it's excellent fish. Yep. So the challenge is, is that Dutch is like, nope, they kicked me out of there for the all-you-can-eat, and now we've been invited back. So we are going to have to go live. Well, we we're going to do it live. We'll, we'll even carry it on Podbean. Yep. And so we'll carry it live on the radio if we can. So, yeah, we're going to make a big to-do out of this. It might be a month or so because we might need to wait till after season. Correct. Yeah, I would imagine and that's probably so. For those people who don't know what season are, it's when uh, all the people from up north come down here and live. And we celebrate when they go. That's yes. right. We celebrate big time. So there, <laughs> we can celebrate with Dutch's all-you-can-eat reinstatement at Anna Maria Oyster Bar. <laughs> there it is. I, I think like it's a party. it. Dutch's reinstatement. <laughs> I feel bad for their challenge because I'm, I have no idea what they've unleashed. Well, well, this is going to be great. I am looking so forward to this, man. You, you're so not going to be the one gobbling, eating the fish and the whiskey, are you? Well, he probably <laughs> well, will I'll be drinking. Beside you, oh, I don't know. Well, you'll be cheering Maybe me on. Be, yeah, dueling fish eaters. No, I, 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 I don't think that could. I, I don't stand a 22. chance to Dutch. I just can't do it. I don't know. Twenty two is a lot. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> and I think he can do it. I'm going to find out. We're going to find out. Cheer him on. Yeah, absolutely. 22. Right. Twenty two. Yeah. Well, look at yeah. it. <laughs> it's not like they're big, huge fillets. They're just you know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they are pretty big, actually. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the breading. I mean, I'm telling you, what yes. did I have? I had one on my plate the other day. I had like four, four or five, five, maybe, and then yep. I got the, uh, some more, and a couple more, and I was stuffed. So that's Three. like six or seven. Yeah. Let's go seven on a good day. That's a lot maybe of fish. Eight, yeah. yeah. That's a maybe third right there. There you go. That's all I can do. That no, that's a third. Think of it mathematically. You got to do that two more times. times that's and, all. and then the that's coleslaw, I couldn't do it. Oh, oh goodness gracious! So, <laughs> so anyway, that's going to be a fun it's, time. So. And, and, and I'm not trying to give them a shameless plug, but their fish is absolutely delicious. It really it is. is. It really is very yeah. good. I'm not quite sure what yeah. they do to make it that tasty, but it's yeah. easy. Let's they, not they, ask. Let's just enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> and it's strange how that popped in my head. I think it was because we were talking about this, and I'm yeah. pointing at my beard, right? So because that was the topic that came up on the page there. So let's wrap it up with finishing that. When is that? facial hair going to like exit well i did say i was going to do it after daytona but i'm not sure i could wait that long i thought it was in daytona or before daytona i was going to do it after daytona okay sounds good i may do it before then okay i I want to attract more younger women in my life then you better do it before (laughs) i think you're going to need a little bit more than shaving your beard oh really that's sad oh man yeah that's That's a beautiful lady over here and you're trying to woo other women no no i'm not trying to woo other women i I think that's what it sounded like he he just wants them to look at him that's i just i I just want to feel good about myself just know that i still got it i guess you're not making 
him feel good about himself. That's what he's saying. You know, right? that's, there you go. Thanks, See, I'm Doug. one of those little internet trolls. I'm starting to try, I'm trying to start trouble here. Huh? He is stirring the pot, man. Uh, stirring the pot. But I'm going to like go back to Squirrel's comment. We got to wrap it up, guys. He can he can look wherever he wants, but as long as he comes home to Mama, we're all happy. <laughs> Good well, choice. go ahead and take us home, Deb. All right. We just want to thank everyone for listening and being part of the show. And thank you, Dutch, for being part and staying on board with us during this live studio so we could have a great show. And be sure and follow us on Biker Life Radio on Facebook. And Dutch's Life Behind Bars book, book series. series. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair? A passion for people? A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry? Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kerdalen, Idaho, call 208-930-1276.